This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the Fanalist, and Subby. Eric Schalgren. Shantae, you stay. Morazic, <laughs> sashay away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, got to give it to the guy. First NHL start, and he gets a shutout. Come on. Congrats to the kid. Big schlong, schlongren, schlongren, like Darty likes to say. Schlongren. Schlongren. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> welcome to Leafs Late Night. We are feeling good. You know, it's been a, a rough couple of weeks. Even when they squeak out with a win, I feel like we have things to complain about. And this is the best I've felt after a game in a long time. Absolutely. <sighs> Feels so uh, good. Before we jump into this we got a bit of housekeeping to do, big announcement here. I'd just like to formally, I know, I mean, we started the show very informally. Uh, I kind of roped Steph and, and um, Sadie into this. Just, hey, you want to record a podcast tonight? And it's, I don't know, what are we on, 55, 56? 55. So. And I'm pretty sure since somewhere around 10, uh, Justin and uh, Darty joined us. And it's kind of just been on a, uh, hey, you're available tonight basis. But uh, today I would like to formally welcome... Beaner and Darty Broder to the Leafs Late Night Woo! Team. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Yay! Hooray! So, what that means is we get to plan things, and uh, we have segments and things that we can all work together on. So, uh, I know Beaner's got lots of prospect news, among other things, and history, and uh, Darty, we're going to have some fun segments with you. It's going to be great. <laughs> I just feel like I'm being put on a literal dartboard this time. Just... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll set aside time for rants. It'll be good so I can plan for it. So I don't have to like <laughs> blow up your phone like every like at one o'clock in the morning with my uh, conspiracy theories on Gary Bettman. <laughs> yeah, now it's moved into baseball. So that's back. We're going to have to have you doing a whole baseball yeah, update. Wear my Jay so, uh, um, sweater today. All right. Well, we're feeling good. Let's answer some questions. Great game for Eric. This comes from uh, Rico's Gold at VV Coach. Great game for Eric. Got some confidence back in this team. Just how calm he was reminded me a lot of Freddie. Not a question, but yeah. Uh, he was so calm tonight, man. So calm. He, he has like... Are you chewing on the podcast, Artie? <laughs> you just, just chewing live on Is the really air. that loud? Like, I, made, I, give you, I give you this whole big intro about how you're you're part of the team and we're going to do this professionally. goes immediately to chewing. This is really good to mouse. believe, okay? Shout out to Lebanese food. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> I just turn my gain down for a second. I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> so, it's ASMR, so, uh, Johnny. Were we doing ASMR last last week? This is you get to experience how good this tabouli is. Okay, <laughs> mute your shit. Let's talk about the goalie. Like I'm, so, I'm not going to uh, lie, he he's giving me shades of like Belfour when Belfour was in in Toronto. Like the the calm, cool. Like he's he's a big kid. He he makes the saves. He's got good reflexes, but he doesn't really need to use them because he's in position. Like it just just oozing confidence. Oh yeah, Steph. What did you think? I thought he was absolutely amazing. Uh, he was there when the team needed him. He did not overplay the puck whatsoever. I don't even think we saw him behind the net once. I can't even remember him leaving the crease. So he did his job, like you said, being calm, cool, collected, just picked up the pace from two games ago and shut the door completely. Like, damn, I'm so happy for this kid. Ah, oh, So refreshing. 
Yeah, there was one play in particular that really impressed me. There was a little scramble in front of the net. He let a rebound go and he just grabbed it. And there was, they zoomed in on him and he looked like the game hadn't started yet. Like he was just ready for, you know, what's going on? Yeah. I got the puck because I'm the goalie. I grabbed it. Like I've never seen, uh, not never, but it feels like it's been forever since anyone's been this common net for the Leafs. My God. Going back to November, Jack Campbell. Too long. And that's why this is a win to celebrate. I don't care if this was game number 60 and compared to game number two, this guy deserves a standing ovation at this point. And um, it's just what the Leafs needed right now. And yeah, it feels good. It It's great. Yeah. And I mean, Dallas can score. They're not super known for it. But I mean, Jason Robertson's been hot. Pavelski's been having a good second half of the season. And uh, man, they just got shut down. The Leafs were aggressive, pit pickpocketing everybody. Just the forecheck was unreal tonight. Yeah, uh, the Robertson's mother wore the correct jersey tonight <laughs> by wearing the Leafs jersey. Ah. She wore the Dallas hat, but uh, right jersey to wear, mom. And yeah, what a game to watch for your sin- your sons to play as well. Yeah, I have to apologize for manifesting that Matthews suspension by saying that Robertson wasn't going to play against his brother in this game and kind of creating the situation for him to do so. But uh, no, it was it was cool, especially when um, Jason Robertson got absolutely demolished by the boosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good just hit. absolutely crushed. Flattened. So uh, let's get to the scoring. Steph, you want to start the first goal? Yeah, uh, of course, it's uh, Beaner's favorite guy, the Sandman. And on the first shot of the night as well, I mean, at this point, I think Dallas had about five or six shots on net and the Leafs didn't have anything. And man, this this place started at the opposite end too, where Sandy knocked Radulov off the puck and just jumps off up into the rush i mean the puck goes to i believe lily and then jt enters the zone leaves it back for marner and finds sandine who's already near the net and whoo right in the chopped cheese man like this was (laughs) beauty what a backhand yeah oh yeah and it's crazy that sandine has the confidence even after missing those games to to push that far up on the play and be available for a pass from the forwards like that behind the net. That was unreal. Definitely. This guy's confidence was sky high tonight and I'm here for it all day long. Um, Like you don't really notice Muzzin missing at these points in time. And yeah, it was just so nice, especially for him to actually pull it off because how many times has he had that nice chance and it didn't go in. So way to start the game. Yeah, and uh, I got to say, the 200-foot game was just beautiful tonight. Like, the first line, I know Tavares probably brings, not that Matthews doesn't, because he's been really good at that this year, but I think it encourages Marner a bit more to to fall into that style. And man, Marner broke up. I I saw a three-on-two near the end there. And he just, he poked it away calmly and just skated off to the bench. He's like, yep, I'm going to go on a change now. I was like, damn, boy, the confidence. Everybody's flying tonight. Yeah. And by the time the second goal happened, I mean, JT had two points within the first half of the first period. It's like you connect Marner and Matthews JT back, like the, sorry, Marner and JT back together, my apologies, and magic just starts happening. Oh. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, honestly, though, I Jake Ottinger made some good saves. Mm-hmm. I got to give it to him. There was at least had, what, like 38 shots? 
man, like they hammered him for a lot of a really good scoring chances. Like this game easily could have been, you know, eight goals against for them. I mean, he he really, really stood on his head, which I mean, you got to give credit to uh, who was it? I forget their coach's name who thought that, you know, that even pulling the goalie at the end there was going to give him a shot after Ottinger, you know, battled their way through that, keeping it to just uh, three goals. Like but e- damn. even I got to give him if there was a fourth star, like even in a three nothing loss, because I'm not going to include the empty netter, like his expected goals against was over five. So his in a okay, loss where his team lost for nothing, he was only on the ice for three, but he still had a goal save above ex- expected at 2.07. Like, that's good. He had a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason why he's on my fantasy team, and I had a hard time deciding if I should start him tonight because it was either going to go this way or, you know, Shaldron also gets lit up and um, Ottinger has an excellent game. So even with these stats, he still posted, I believe, a... I'd have to look at it really quickly. Yeah, that's like over a 930. Yeah, he had a, he had yeah. a 923 save percentage tonight. Yeah. There you go. That was close. So, damn. But I got to say, Shalgren, in that first period, did you guys see that like scissor kick save? Like he literally scissored the oh, post and wild. still made that save after the puck just popped up and fell straight into that small groove where you kind of guaranteed the puck would slide in. But he just, like I said, scissored that post so hard that it just didn't go in. Yeah, I feel like you're allowed to spread out like that on the line as long as you know where the puck is. Mm-hmm. And he did. He knew exactly where it was and he kept it out. And that's what's important. So he honestly just played such a stellar game. I got to give it to this kid. He knew where the puck was. He knew where the posts were. He knew where the blue paint was. Like last episode or a couple episodes ago, we said Morazic was pretty much colorblind, not knowing where the blue paint was. And this guy (laughs) did not leave the blue paint. So it worked. Oh, so many, so many things to talk about, but uh, good things. But I'm just going to sandwich something rough in the middle here. Uh, Leafs take their league leading 10th too many men on the ice penalty <laughs> too much man so for uh, for percentage wise that's well fraction wise it's one every six games at this point uh, that's really really bad it feels like a lot more yeah. than that who whose fault is this like this I know it feels like so many more but it's because there's 10 of them and they're spread out since October. Like it, it, I looked at the stats. It's like every week or two, they get one. So yeah. Uh, is this on the coach? Is this the players? Like how did, cause like I said, they're leading the league and they're leading it by two or three at this point. So who's to blame? Whoever for runs the doors. <laughs> I don't know if it's Malhotra or, or what's going on. Cause obviously it's not Keith. Like, he'll tap the, sh- the guys on the shoulder and say, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. You're out. You're out. But at some point, even as players, like, someone's got to be held, ac- held accountable here. Yeah. Yeah, because this is not This is the sloppiest of sloppy penalties. This isn't like, you know, you took a hooking mm-hmm. call on a guy who was getting away. This is nothing to do with the puck or the play. This is just doing the game badly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally just, like, just not following the it, rules, and they did not read the rule book, so they're just like, okay, let's all jump well, they onto figured, the ice. But go they ahead, Darty. The referees don't have to read the rule book, so they don't either. <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's just so sloppy. It's just one of those things that like that should like 
and you know i've been doing my uh i've been finally catching up on uh you know all for nothing and uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know it's the leafs line changes have actually like that's one of the sloppiest things that they they've been doing for the past two years now i don't know if it's a it's a recurring issue you know for the past five years but yeah, the leafs just have really sloppy line changes and i don't know how to fix that like how do you do you just is it the players need to be more cognizant of that like on the bench and off the bench or you know like is it is a communication between the players and like that's it's something that should be really simple shouldn't it like don't have six men on the ice like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's not like they're not noticing and they're playing with six skaters like you see sometimes this is just somebody is coming off and they're playing the puck while they're skating off for some reason like it's just it's literally as sloppy as that mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no excuse. It's a mistake. And everyone kind of just has a deep breath after and they're just like, but I'm so glad this didn't happen when the Leafs were down in a game or just the not the right time whatsoever. I'm so glad they didn't let the gas off the pedal either. They just kind of kept pushing and pretty much played a game we have not seen in a very long time. So, yeah, honestly, the last time I saw the entire team playing this well was that New Jersey game where they just lit them up where no matter who had the puck you're like this is a scoring chance it felt the same way tonight mikhaev was pushing everything towards the net uh engvall looked awesome even kyle clifford labushkin was firing Mm -hmm. it on net Mm -hmm. like he had at least three or four shots tonight man everybody was dangerous there's definitely moments where that the leafs did not deserve to win this game the way they did because like i said there's so many stupid penalties like i I was listening to the broadcast i wasn't watching it but just like how many times i heard joe like you know like just kind of shaking his head a little bit with some of these. Like it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. if, if, if we can win a game like this is amazing, but it's also one of those, like, as I was talking, saying in, in the, you know, telling you guys privately is like, you know, sometimes you, you also don't want to win like this because you don't want the Leafs to be re- the players to be reaffirmed in their bad habits. Right. Like I don't want the Leafs to lose, but I also want them to, you know, learn a lesson. Right. Like <laughs> you can't give a spoiled kid everything that they want. And this is a great game is we need to win it, but, there is still a lot we need to fix. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even bringing in Ilya Labushkin, I think what we've learned so far with him is as many hits as he throws out and as good as his uh, goals against while he's on the ice is, he's good for about a penalty a game. Yeah. And as long as the Leafs' power play is good, it doesn't matter. But if they, you know, if David Kampf goes down with an injury or something or Kasha again, like... I mean, I don't want to say Marner, but you never know. If one of these guys goes down and penalty kills all of a sudden, or if they're all healthy and the penalty kill falls apart, you know, that just becomes a danger. So it's it's a what if, but I get what you're saying. You can't take sloppy penalties even when you're winning comfortably. Yeah, but I got to say, tonight was just so nice to see other guys step up without Matthews in the lineup. Uh, oh, The Leafs absolutely. are 14 and 7 without him in the lineup, and JT is a point-per-game player, and tonight... Obviously, cl- connecting on those first two goals, and in that first period, that w- ne- Willie Nylander shot finally not going super wide and ending up through traffic. JT gets that tip, which ends up in the back of the net. Something that we've been missing so much. So it was nice. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny that putting him up on the first line, you think that the goal would come from Bunting and Marner, but nope, it came from Nylander. <laughs> Yeah. Caw, caw, trade Willie. Caw, caw, trade Willie. What was that? What was that, hey, Twitter? Hey. Trade Willie, caw, Okay, the, caw. Con- the conversation wasn't trade Nylander. It was 
the discussion we had was, you know, it, when do you hit the point where you have to move a piece that you like? Absolutely, you can't. What might be necessary to like, win. You, Don't you touch can't my have, You can't pull a Lamorello. No offense to Lamorello, he's a Hall of Fame general manager. But what did he do for the Leafs at deadline day? He brought in Brian Boyle and Thomas Placanek. That that's it. Off season, he signed Zaitsev to a stupid contract. He signed Marlowe to a stupid contract. Like you, you, you can't expect people to give you a Rolls Royce for a hundred bucks. Like if, if you want something good, you have to give up something good. Yeah. I love Willie. I've loved Nylander since we got him. At times, does he pull a Kovalev and doesn't really try? Yeah. But at the same time, I still love him. <laughs> But I do realize that if I want to get someone who isn't just going to be a stopgap, if we're going to pull in a defenseman, I don't want to go and get someone who's going to be here till the end of the year, give us mediocre minutes, and then fade away to nothing. Because that's, all that's going to do is keep continuously draining the Leafs covered of prospects and picks, and it's going to hurt us in the future. I would rather give up someone like Nylander get someone, I'm just throwing names, but get someone like Chikrin, who isn't just going to be a stopgap. He could be here for the foreseeable future and help continue to build this team. Sorry, Steph, because like, Speaking. no offense to Nylander, with Matthews, Marner, Tavares on the team, what Nylander's giving us, we can replace from within. We, we, we can, with, with Abrazizi, yeah. with Nyes, with... Robertson, like you, you name it, we they're not proven, but we can replace that as a committee from within. What he could bring us, we can't replace from within. The Leafs haven't been able to develop a defensive defenseman since Tim Horton. <laughs> like really. <laughs> no, fair enough. Sorry. Um, I know that was a tangent, but it's necessary, and I, I like to have this discussion. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's important. It's been all over. Everybody's been saying both sides of this, so uh, I like ours. I like that we have an internal debate on this one, and we don't all agree. Um, so third goal. Steph, do you want to take it away again? We'll let you have the goal. Yeah. Uh, Toronto finally collecting on this power play. Cash money, Whoop. baby, in the slot, ready for that Riley feed who takes that pinch straight up the ice. I mean, Marner was being called at from the bench or something like, get off the ice, the power play is about to end. So you see him rushing back. The Leafs only have four players on the ice, so Riley's kind of like, fuck this, I'm taking the game in my hands now, goes up and feeds cash right in the slot for that one-timer and oh, 13th goal of the year. This third line, though, what what can you what else can you ask for? Uh, was it Riley that fed uh, Cash off yeah. that one? Okay, so it looked like his controller disconnected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was there and everyone's like calling at him and he just like stopped for a sec and it was it happened to be perfect because everybody moved exactly where he needed them to. But it's like, no, nope, not yet. Not yet. Now. But it, it he just stopped dead and no movement. Mm -hmm. Controller disconnect. Mom, I'm almost Please finished. Reconnect. I'm not ready for bed. Mom, let me finish the game. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Caleb's a liar. 
I'm so glad uh, Keith put Cache on this PP1 with while Mar- Matthews is out because we saw back when Marner was out with his injury and what Cache can do on this first power play unit. And remember, we had so many debates like put Cache on PP1 because he was so effective. And tonight, I'm just so glad he clicked once again. And yeah, 13th goal of the year, like I said. Hell yeah. And then I'm, I'm glad that... Mikheyev got that uh, empty netter because like I said he was working so hard tonight and couldn't find it so even if it is one I know it doesn't feel the same but man, <laughs> ten, fired, ten years from now it's, it, who cares was an empty awesome. netter he could have deked out you know Igor Shosturkin yeah, exactly. on a breakaway and made him look silly and you know undressed him it, it a goal is a goal is a goal exactly yeah so uh what did we think of uh, Tavares as number one center? With because we've got another game of it. Is this something that we could see moving forward? You know, try it out for a little longer, even with Matthews back. I think it's definitely a possibility to switch up the lines and just to see when uh, the Matthews line is, or sorry, the JT line is not doing well. Might as well put Marner with him for a couple shifts just to see if something can spark, or just switch it up because it's honestly not the worst issue to have uh, you have so many superstars on these top six forwards and it works and Keith clearly did that tonight as well with uh, sitting Simmons and moving uh, Kashi to the fourth line actually and putting Ingvall to the third line because they were still hot they I thought the bottom two lines were equally as noticeable in a sense in their own ways yeah, it's crazy that losing Matthews just makes them a deeper team almost because it causes them to spread everybody out over all the lines to cover what they lose from him. And it kind of works. And I think if you keep that mentality when he comes back and fit him into that, like I think it Matthews think has been so be money all year. Yeah. That it's I, I think it almost got to the point where it was a little stale, like, oh, I don't have to try hundred percent because AM thirty four is gonna go out there and he's gonna pot two goals. Right? So and and you you do see this a lot. Like look at Pittsburgh. All those yeah. years that Crosby mm-hmm. got hurt, they almost played better when he was hurt because they all said, "Hey, it's not going to do it for us. We need to do it." Yeah, and the Leafs were like this last year, weren't they? When Matthews got hurt for a little yeah. bit there, they were. They I think they only lost one or two games. They were unreal. Yep, you're absolutely right about Pittsburgh, Beaner, because Malkin has been injured for so long uh, last year, and he finally played the last month or so. And then even this year, he only returned, I believe, a month and a half ago or so. But Pittsburgh never really had issues, even though Malkin is the number two guy. Like Those top two lines are very comparable to Toronto's top two lines. So, yeah. Yep. It, it works. And for our basketball people, it's the same as when Lowry's out. I mean, the Raptors always step out when he's gone or step up when he's out. Holy. Question for you guys. Um, who do you think had the highest ice time out of the forwards, the top two anyways, your best guess? Um, Without looking. I'm going to, I'm going to say Marner and just the, just forwards? the forwards. Marner and Kasha. Okay, so I'll give you Marner. Who was number two? 
Okay, so Marner led the way of forwards with 1913, and Camp, you're right, Beaner, with 1715. Everyone else was kind of evenly spread out. Even the, like, I mean, Ingvall and the third line, they're all sitting around 15, 13 minutes. Like, it, no one really excelled. I mean, this game was so evident how they all pulled their weight, and it showed. This. Yeah, it was a four-line game, and I think that's something that, uh, like I said, they're going to be better for it when Matthews comes back. It's a wake-up call. You guys Give him five games. Get Come on. <laughs> no. We don't. Kreider just scored his 39th or 40th. We don't need him catching up. Yeah. And how are you guys uh, liking Cliffy? First time back since, I think, January 19th. Has it? No. Has it been that long? I thought he was. I thought he played recently. No. Uh, yep. January 19th was the last time he played with the Leafs. Jeez. Good. <laughs> um, it was okay. I mean, I think he played better than Sim. I've noticed Sim. No, no offense to Simmons. He's been weeks. a little stale I think that's lately. All you like, can ask for. I was saying it a little while ago. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he sat a couple games after he got his thousandth game, right? Like, get him to the milestone sit him for a little bit, let him heal up, rest up, any bumps and bruises, whatever yep. he's dealing with, get someone else in to get some reps. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I totally agree. Simmons has been kind of stale <laughs> like the popcorn. He's been mowing tonight up in the press box. Um, <laughs> uh, Cliffy, though, um, Actually, hawk and pawed, hawk and pawed. Did you see in the first period, just a huge bash against the boards? And this is what you need from a guy in this role on the fourth line, especially against the Dallas Stars, where you have guys like hawk and paw, and you know that there's no one who's under five eleven on this team. So, yeah, I noticed. I literally it. have hawk and paw on my fantasy team for hits and blocks. So. <laughs> it's- First time I've actually seen him play since picking him up. And I'm like, oh, this is what you do. I've only ever seen it in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, people always like to complain about our first line being overpaid or the second line, et cetera, et cetera. Dallas, whose superstar line is supposed to be Sagan, Ben, and Radulov, they are, um, they've have only combined for 81 points this year. They are in a huge slump and super overpaid. I mean, in Sagan makes 9.85, Ben makes 9.5, Radulov makes 6.5, Sagan has five more years at 9.85, Ben, three more years. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know those two made over $9 million. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And and Pavelski and Robertson are carrying this Pavelski team. Pavelski leads the with team. With like hints. Yeah. 60 points in 57 games. Our top line of Bunting, Marner, and Matthews have combined for 186 points, whereas <gasps> this line I'm talking about has only combined for Gross. 81 points. So... People complain all the time about our Leafs, man. There's other problems happening in this league that are not talked about much at all. Holy moly. Okay, so um, just Leafs win, and it was a great <laughs> one. We got to talk about this suspension because it happened between our last show and this one. Don't don't. So we predicted this would be a fine. What, what was our final consensus on this? Did we say it was going to be a game? We... I think I said a fine. So you said like a, five grand in a, in a game. 
Yeah, you said it's most likely a fine, hopefully not a suspension. I don't think we made a prediction on it, but honestly, my gut told me two. And I stuck with two on Twitter. Then I saw the two. And, you know, when you see the hit on its own, it warrants two. But the the problem is... I I see what you're saying, Steph, but it doesn't warrant two. Yeah, exactly. George Peros is so ridiculously blind and biased. Like, sorry about me trying to go on another little rant here, but it's it's so frustrating. And not even just a, a Leafs thing. He does this to every team. You'll see that same exact play for on another player, and it won't even get reviewed. Matthews does it, and five seconds later, he's got a hearing. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I know Batman doesn't give two shits about the Canadian teams, but, like, this is... it. It's so infuriating. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Let yeah. the hate flow through you, Bean. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> so here, here's my take on this. If if it was the other way around, or if I'm a Buffalo fan, yes, I would want the suspension. The same way that every other time, like Bean says, that this happens and there's nothing, like when Chara does this every night and there's nothing, I would feel the same way. So how is there not a suspension on this? So if this is going to be the precedent, I expect every time that this happens Mm -hmm. from now on that this is a two game suspension, but we know that's not going to be the case. So that's what's stupid about this. It's he left his feet. It was dangerous. It was in retaliation. I get it. Nothing that you've done before leads me to think that this would be a two game suspension. But if you asked me, like, I guess with no context, sure, it's two games. And that's how this operates. And it's so stupid. They can't work this way. The other thing is he's your potential. We've talked about this. I mean, Rocket, Art, Selkie, um, like so many, uh, Hart, everything. Like, they don't want him to win. And you're taking him. It's it's not even that. It's like, how does how is this good for the, your product to take out a star for two games? Like, I'm not against him being suspended. It's just they never do anything that makes sense for for the Nathan sport. McKinnon slashed like, a linesman and Tom didn't even Wilson get reviewed. Do this and they'd be like, meh. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Max Pacioretty sucker punched uh, Brennan Rust there, in the back of the head when he wasn't Twitter. looking. Who's had a history and, of concussions? Um, like, and it, it was nothing. showing all the different things. I was gonna. I, I was trying to see who it was. Thank you for doing that. Like, shout out to Giordano Ashley. or Man- Man- Pani cross-check Shifley in the throat. Yes, we all kind of want to do that sometimes. But cross-check Shifley in the throat and was just given two minutes. That's it. <laughs> like, it, 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 it blows my... The inconsistent... I don't... Th- put the Leafs aside. Yeah. Yep. The biased is stupid. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Foligno blew out Voracek's leg and got a $5,000 <laughs> fine and no suspension. Like he purposely, intentionally sticks his leg out and knocked him. Mm-hmm. Dalene has missed no games and won't miss any and has no injury. That's what's stupid about this. I understand if you're saying, okay, well, one person missed it, but we now twice this year have had players that have no history of suspension or any hearings whatsoever. Absolutely. Getting handed suspensions for quite questionable things. Mm-hmm. It's... How do you expect him to react? The point like, that we're... At the, at the, this whole season, he's being, you know, hacked and like treated like a piece of meat. And then like, it's not like he just like decided, oh, you know what? I, I really want to fucking hit 
Darlene today. It was like Darlene started a little, little scrappy do there and Austin decided to finish it. And maybe he should have hit him in the shoulder. Sure. But you know what? Like all season, this guy's not getting anything. So like if we're going to talk from the other perspective of, you know, let's uh, Darty's conspiracy theory. Like I hope that like this, you know, just as Sheldon Keefe once infamously said, I hope this burns your ass, Gary, because honestly, if I, you know, if Austin Matthews does this again, or maybe another Leaf star, or maybe, maybe Connor McDavid does this, I want to see like, you know, the, the big, the big guys, the people who actually like you, they want to put their faces on television um, to embarrass Gary, uh, Gary Bettman, because this is, this is something that obviously needs to be dealt with and dealt with immediately. Again, like I, if I see Austin Matthews get manhandled by someone and not get called one more time, I'm going to blow my lid and I'm not the only one feeling that way. Exactly. Like you can't ask for but the, the, the league doesn't care themselves, and then when they Matthews do suspended hand a suspension because he's on the league, you know, this is and Leaf fans are going to watch and are going to support the team no matter what. It's not going to affect TV ratings in Toronto. It's not going to affect ticket sales in Toronto. Look at Huberto. Huberto's had some questionable stuff lately. Yeah. Nothing. But he's not going to get rid of Huberto out of Florida because Florida needs the attendance. Florida needs all the star power they can get. You, Hey, I mean, we talked about it. Look what happened with the Toronto Argos when they had their guys go on COVID protocol and they were going to lose their starting quarterback for the semifinals of the Grey Cup. And, they, and MLSE just said, look, what's more mm-hmm. important, you upholding your rules or us ha- putting our product on the field? And they said, you know what? The product yep. is more important. And in this case, they don't care because the product is going to sell regardless, like you said. You're right, Bean, though, because Leafs, fan- Leafs fans will still go to the games, watch, and they'll bring their signs saying free Spezza, free Matthews, and we need, protest we need to get their Weasel stands Batman while out of the in NHL the stands. So, and we need to get Peros yeah, out of a... Department of Player Safety. And at this point, like, I did think that Shanahan did a half-decent job of it no, when he was there. But at this point, you almost can't have a former player. You can't have someone who has any kind of ties to the league go to New York or Los Angeles or somewhere and get some bigwig lawyer and just pay them to be in charge of department player safety. Yep. Exactly. So here's the rule book. We're going to get you to watch a video. Does it yeah. break any of these rules? Yeah, he did this, this, and this. And that equates to this fine according to my chart. So that's what he gets. Done. Shouldn't uh, Batman know this, being a big lawyer and all, to not have bias in his own work profession and to actually bring out like third-party you know, sources? Just anyone who works in the law field knows it, this. I know this in my day job. Market, like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. I totally agree with you, Bean. Value of teams are going up. He doesn't care. And the yep. way things are going, so um, there is history, there is precedence for this. Uh, the way things are going, if these, if things don't change, and a, say a player like McDavid or Matthews continue to have outbursts, right? I can, I can see another like Richard riot. Like maybe not, I said maybe not in Toronto. Maybe we're just too much pansies, or like oh, we gotta keep shilling our money to these people. But I would love, honestly, like. Even if we don't win a Stanley Cup, I would like to see maybe a walkout. Like if if this continues, because it's it's kind of sad that like you know are we creating this conspiracy theory that Gary Bettman doesn't care about Canadian teams? Like of course he brought a team back to Winnipeg, but it's it's I don't know it's getting it's getting really shady. Like you can see the frustration on these these players' faces now. Like it's they're not happy. 
Yeah. From what I've deduced so far, it's if you are somebody whose play style is to play aggressive, it's fine. But if you're somebody who doesn't play aggressive and one night you step out of line and you you start to play with that little fire, that's when they get you. Labushkin, like I said, he's going to get a penalty every night. He throws huge hits all the time. None of those are going to get reviewed because he does it all the time. But as soon as Jason yep. Spezza, who never does anything wrong, throws a knee out, it's five games. It's it's like unless you make it your play style, it's not allowed. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Matthews, um, I mean, this was a point Adam Wilde made, but Matthews came out into this league as a respectable player who did nothing wrong. And now he's feeling at, at, at some point you gotta you gotta break because though. everything and he I, does I is gonna get caught not, i don't know him yeah, i don't talk to sad. him but i imagine matthews is at that point like look at how pissed off he was about the non-call on chikrin in the overtime like it's game in and game out he gets no calls against him he's got the puck on his oh, stick yeah. it's basically mm-hmm. glued there i'm surprised the other teams aren't accusing him of having something on his stick that keeps this the puck there Right, and yet he never, like, n- never draws a penalty. So it, it's got to get to the point in his head. If they're not going to call it, I have to do something about it. And it comes back to the officials being absolutely horrid. And it's not just against the Leafs; it's all teams this year. The officiating has just been absolutely garbage. Yep, hundred percent. Hundo P. Um, so what do we want to move on to here? We got Twitter a couple questions? things to talk about. Caw, caw. We, do we have more? Yeah. <laughs> let's go to let's go to steps. What do you got? Just to finish it up, I guess. Um, let's see. Mike at MTC underscore eighty. How sweet it is. <laughs> Cal shall we all agree that it's his net to return until further further notice. Hell of performance from the kid. What do you guys think? Has to be Shelburne. Yeah, so I guess the question is, who's starting the next game? I had to give is it, it to him. Is it a question? Are we? Do we have to ask this question? I guess it's. I guess it's not a question anymore, is it? Like against, it's Carolina. It's not. You know. Ooh, it's not Montreal. Freddie versus the Schlongren here. That would be a <laughs> epic battle, though. They like we said earlier, similar playing styles, super calm and net. Like who's gonna break? I, I, you know, at, it's at like, who's point, the first one to let you got to completely forget about the fact like that it's a possible it. revenge game like for Morazic. I think we could see it. And you have you have to give it to Shogren. You have to get some kind of consistency in there. Just look at the way the team yeah. played in front of them. Like we've said. Com- night and day difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be Mrazek. Yeah. Think. Do you let Mrazek? I want it to be Shalgren, but I think it's gonna be Mrazek because you... they just you can't just completely scratch him at this point because you're gonna kill his trade value, and you also just can't write off that you wasted three point eight million dollars for the next three years on somebody who sucks. <laughs> and former teams, they made the trade for each other, so I I think it's gonna be Mrazek like, too, but I don't want it to. I be. Ag- I agree. Exactly. I no, agree that it should right. be Shalgren for every mm-hmm. reason. It's going to be Mrazek because stop just because throwing your facts and you know <laughs> actual information in our faces, Johnny and yeah, Steph. All right, the guy got a <laughs> shutout. The guy's gonna play next game, fellas. I, 
I hope he does. I really all hail King Eric. (laughs) Yes. Um, Also of of note. um, Oh, thank you for the question, Mike. By the way, but sorry, did you have another one before I move on to this thing? Yes. So Maple Leaf fan asks: uh, Should Shalgren be a Vesna candidate? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He says, "Just kidding." In reality, a comment, not a question. Right now, fans love Shalgren, but Toronto is a pressure cooker to play in, and the fans will turn on you on a dime. Leafs should really invest in professionals to prepare new players for this. So he's kind of suggesting, like, should they get therapists or something? (laughs) I think he's saying goalie coach. Maybe. And a therapist? (laughs) So, Darty, you made this point, and I tagged you in one. I got to... Whose tweet was that? Shoot. Uh, I got to find this, um, because I like to give people credit. Bruce Rick at accept underscore crime underscore... Accept crime? He must be talking about the officiating. (laughs) (laughs) Who comes up with these Twitter handles? (laughs) Except crime. So, hello. So, so Bruce Bruce Rick uh, tweets: call up the AHL goalie coach. And Darty was saying before. I mean, he's been watching the All or Nothing for the first time, and the observation is: uh, I don't know if Steve Briere is preparing our goalies for the major leagues like everybody is expecting him to be able to do. And like, I don't want to cost Steve Breer his job just because I was, you know, I, no, took, I no. took a sick day and decided to watch all or nothing, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden I started ball rolling and I got this guy got a vendetta against me because I just had a smart ass comment. But it's like I'm watching it. And like, it's weird because I know most people will probably are not watching all or nothing right now. They're, you know, that was already passed. That's something that you probably would have watched when it came out. And so I'm watching it because it was painful, it was the, painful first the first time. time. Right. So I decided to watch it because I didn't get the chance to because Darty was too cheap for Amazon Prime. And I'm sitting here just, you know, just trying to catch up on some Leaf stuff. And I'm like, wait a second. And I'm sharing this in our little hidden secret group chat. And uh, and I'm like mm. giving Johnny, um, you know, Vietnam era flashbacks because like I'm sharing some of the scenes. And it's like, why is this happening again? And like, it's like a lot of the stuff that happened last season is recurring around the same time this season. And it might not be 100% congruent to what's going on now, but it's sure gosh darn relatable. And so when I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, we got problems with our goalies, but why do we just like, you know, we we swap, you know, this, this league swaps coaches all the time. This goalie coach has been around since at least 2015. How have we not decided, you know what, maybe try someone new? Because we've had a lot of goalies since 2015, and a lot of them have been thrown out of this goddamn town. And, you know... <laughs> it, you you got to try something different every now and then, don't you think? Well, what's the line that we keep saying is how do you just forget how to play net? I think it's you get coached long enough, potentially by somebody that you don't play the way that you were that you were comfortable with anymore. And let me follow this up with uh, my final question. And this comes from Marty, uh, TML fan in van shout out. He's, he's asking. Shout out to a Poverty yeah. League. He has his name as now. <laughs> AKA, so, uh, what was it before? John Tavares is underrated? Yes. Yeah. It, and before that, it was. I uh, can't believe Camp it's Be- not Kosh. Or I can't believe it's Camp, not Funky. can't believe. I think that makes sense. Yeah. But he says, what do we do about Peter? And he would prefer if you sing this answer in the melody of Maria from The Sound of Music. How do you solve a problem like Mirazic? Um... Uh, at this point um what do you do about this who's going to pick up this contract edmonton 
That is the correct answer. At cor- this point, oh, well, Edmonton, maybe, not. but silence was the correct answer. Maybe. As you go into the uh, offseason. Like, 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 you go into the offseason, and this year, Kessel's honestly, contract is off the books. I feel like any team that picks him up is like out. a portion of Kessel's contract. Well, you buy out Morazic, and that'll basically. That'll almost wash. Yep. Not that you want to do it. For hot I think. Yeah. So you're looking at 200000 more than you're paying now on Kessel. Yeah, I think it's about, what did we say? It was 1.4 to buy Marazic out for two years or something? Or three? Like, you're, you're already used to not, you're already used to not having that many, that money. Just cut your losses, admit you made a mistake, mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Andre Fleury got traded for a bag of pucks. Unless so. there's somebody that'll take him for, even if you get a sixth, like, is that really the worst? <laughs> exactly. Poor guy. So, what do you do about it? I think that's it. Either sit on it or see if anybody will take him. But I don't think he, like I said, he might play the next game while Jack's out. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can play him. This is just getting painful. Watch him bounce back and have a shutout. Like it's just one of those things Probably. where everyone's saying buy him out, and then he can't, he'll come back and get a three game shutout. Like I hope this happens as well, but it's I don't know. And I hope uh, Schlonger. I mean Schalgren, uh, <laughs> Um <laughs> I'm so sorry for starting that. Okay, we were trying to come up with creative names, and you know, of course, like I'm. <laughs> You know, I'm the biggest grease ball here, so I'm just thinking anything, you know, anything greasy, but, you know. Yeah. I really hope he continues. Oh Obviously, he's not going to get a shout-out every single game, and I, I don't want him to post a 800 either, you know? Like, I just hope the Leafs continue to support in front no matter who is in net, play this consistent style that they played tonight, and actually shut the door down. Like, don't give up on the play. Continue to play hard because this is perfect practice leading up into the playoffs. It's going to be teams like Dallas who play this type of style. 100%. So real quick, um, I don't know if you guys saw from the Raptors-Lakers game last night, but uh, Scotty Barnes was battling for the ball with... The goat LeBron James. LeBronto. LeBron James. And um, LeBron gets the ball, but he is falling out of bounds. And Scotty Barnes ends up on the ground. And uh, LeBron jumps up. And you know when you kind of throw the ball towards somebody to hit it off them out of bounds so it's your ball? <sighs> he does that in the most violently aggressive way possible. And jumps up and two hand slams the ball down into Scotty Barnes' <laughs> stomach while he's lying on the court. It is the uh, most I'm just gonna start. Like, aggressive thing I've seen in a game. I'm going to start time. by I'm everybody's still like, "Oh, let's just what you do." MJ's the goat. I don't see what's wrong. With I'm that. sorry, LeBron. <laughs> MJ's the typical goat. NBA hates the Raptors, man. Uh, like the the championships, but <laughs> yeah. Bouncy ball. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's pretty funny. Also, so Carl Anthony Towns uh, last night scored 62 points, I think. And Kyrie Irving just scored 60 points tonight. Wow. Uh, is the first time since the 60s that anybody has scored 60 points back-to-back in the NBA. That was done in 1962 
by Wilt Chamberlain himself. Wow. Scoring 60 plus points back to back games. So wild the point totals we're seeing from some of these guys this year. I've seen 50 plus from a couple people and now 60 plus from two. That's insane. Want to know a fun fact about tonight? Yes. Joe Thornton returns to San Jose as an opponent for the first time since so the lot or sorry the last time Austin Matthews was only five years old. Mario Lemieux oh was still playing pro hockey, of course. Sid was in the tenth grade, and MySpace was the most popular social media. Does anyone remember uh, how long oh that was? Thank you, whoever posted wow. that on Instagram. I'd have to take your name down, but that, wow. that Thornton to San Jose yes. trade, like San Jose, just completely Holy. fleeced Boston on that one. Yeah. No. Um, I'll have to pull it up here quick, but if I remember correctly off the top of my head, you had. Um, what was the trade? Marco, you have it? I want to say Marco Sturm. Um, yeah, sorry. Keep talking. I'll pull it up here. But like, just complete, completely fleeced. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna feel bad about so, Boston getting fleeced on a trade. All right, like they managed to pay it forward, <coughs> Raycroft. So. Yeah, Boston, every time it's like, oh, who are, so remember last trade. year when it was like, who are the Leafs going to get, Taylor Hall or Nick Foligno? And then Boston got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. Shout out to my dad, who I had, whose heart I had to so, break over the summer when he was like, well, at least we got Nick Foligno. The Sharks for got Joe year. Thornton. Like, no, dad, he, and he's gone. He's Brad on Boston Stewart, now. <laughs> Wayne Primo and Marco Stewart. So it was a trade. That's it. Like Thorn, yeah, Ouch. he was fairly Ow. young, and he went on Fleecing. to let's see here. What was he like? Twenty three. Went on to score ninety two points with the Sharks that season in fifty eight games. Fifty eight games, he had ninety two points. <laughs> wow. Wow. Holy shit. Okay, so mm. just to close us off here. No, that uh, would have been too early for Remind Lamarillo. me for a quick sec. Was 2008-2009, that's Lou Lamarillo, that would have been. Right? That should have been Burke still. I think that was Burke no. still. Who was G... Yeah, too early. Is that... Who was, who was GM in 2008? As, oh, you're right, 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 right. Okay, so I'm just going to expand on a story that um, Steve Dangles podcasted yesterday that i found kind of interesting and i did about a step further on what they were talking about and i think it's hilarious so uh in 2008 the leafs signed uh, i think it's Jonas frogren from the swedish league and in order to get out of your contract over there you have to buy out the rest of it so the leafs gave him a signing bonus that included enough to buy out his contract and the league went no 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 you can't do that the Leafs had to forfeit a 2009 fourth round pick. Not bad, right? I mean, it's a fourth rounder. Who was it? Sometimes some people. Let me. Sorry. Sorry. So it's not it's not like who was it because they just forfeited the the the, uh, the pick. I looked through the rest of the draft and the Leafs, it looked like they were seventh pick for most of the rounds unless they had traded to be somewhere else. Um. So I can ignore the first 
two big names that are on this list. But here is the fourth round in the 2009 draft that the Leafs forfeited a pick on for somebody who, spoiler alert, scored one goal in the NHL ever. Hmm. So the ones that I'm skipping because the Leafs wouldn't have had these pick these picks. The first pick of the fourth round was New York Islanders, Casey Sezikis. Uh, Columbus picked David Savard as well in the fourth round as for the first and third hmm. picks there. So now we go on to people that the Leafs could have had had they not done this stupid cap circumvention buyout thing to get this guy from Sweden. All right, so Ottawa picked Chris Weidman, Nashville, Craig Smith, Nashville, Matthias Ekholm, Buffalo, Marcus Foligno, Anaheim, Sammy Vatman, um, Calgary, Henrik Bjorklund, uh, Boston, Lane McDermott, who uh, Chicago, Byron Fraze, and with the second last pick of the fourth round, the Atlanta Thrashers select Ben Sherratt. Wow. So we might have had him. So in that list, in that list, Ben Sherratt, Matthias Ackholm, and Sammy Vatanen, the Leafs defensive woes could have been answered had they not done this. Are you joking? Wow. I mean, I'm assuming they would have. I don't know who the Leafs had on their draft board that they I don't had feel to give too up bad for, about, but like that's a lot of like, potential. I, I don't Any feel of too those bad guys stuff like that would have been difference makers specifically instead of somebody who scored because one look at some of the picks that we goal. had. The things that like could have the, been the second coming of <sighs> nice try. Um, these uh, oh sorry, I, I thought you meant people we actually drafted. Um, oh, I mean Tyler like Sagan Mitchell. No, no, like the picks that we actually made, like Tyler Biggs, <laughs> Dale Mitchell. Like, where are these guys? Oh, I thought you meant picks that we had. Yeah, absolutely. That we gave the, up. the second coming of Fletcher and then Burke and Nonis completely destroyed Oh, this guys team. that never played. Like, completely. He lucked into that. What do you mean? But oh, yeah. Burke found the Sedin twins. He's the best at drafting ever. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves to talk about it. Of course. Can't wait till we just bio. Got it for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So they would have drafted no, you're, Ben Sherratt right. and then he would have been completely shredded the next couple of years and the Leafs Ottawa, literally like, had to tank their way into putting a team back together instead of developing he one have made, properly. He, he, he wouldn't have made the NHL. So. um and another another lovely trade of just after that era do you remember um this was when we acquired bernie the francois beauchemin trade that sent him out of the leafs this was i i just was reminded of this one yesterday this was a really good trade oh no close so the Leafs send Francois Beauchemin to Anaheim in return for Joffrey Lupel and Jake Gardner. Oh, the Gardner Expressway. Leafs legends. What? Right? Legends, yeah, man. I mean, it's an era of Leafs past, but like one one little trade brought two fan favorites for a short time in. That's because people wow. can't give them away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, there's still a lot of Gardner Shen jerseys I love. around. He's one of the few I still see. Gardner, I, I can't stand <laughs> That's him. That's true. <laughs> I love to see the Luke Shen jerseys, too. You're right, Bean. They're so, 
Okay, there's a question we can end and here's a question we can end with here. What is a jersey Lumpy. name that you see at a game that you immediately respect somebody for? Steve Thomas. Name that you're just like, yes, Steve nice Thomas. one. Lumpy. Just an out, out there name. Colton Orr. Colton Orr and who? Who Beaner? Nice. If I see an Orr Joe's jersey, that's just, you know, they're, they're true There's fans. like four of them that sold. <laughs> When I went to a game in Florida, there was somebody who had a Lee Stempniak Leafs jersey, nice. and I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> you still? It's all. I love those. Yeah, yeah, I love those obscure ones that like you had to have gotten that made. There's no way they sold those. Johnny, you still have to do the reverse retro with one of the older mean... names, like you said, uh, McCabe or something. Right. Yeah, I want to put either McCabe or Caberlet on my reverse retro. If, if you're gonna go, you actually, that's player, that's a jersey I respect. I see Caberlet jersey. Deep, like, that's what, that's what I respect. I see that. I'm like, okay, this guy. This guy's been through some hard times. <laughs> Very hard. I was not a fan. See, but like, I'm a '90s I'll, kid. I grew up watching I'll like I'll the McCauley. early 2000s Leafs. So, like, a name that's obscure for me isn't the same as like never, one that's never, obscure to everybody else. Like a a song all day long. Oli Jokinen. What about Nathan Horton? Nathan Horton. Yeah, I think be a pretty dope jersey. Put the wrong number on it. But well, mind you, if I put Horton on the back of a, if you put Horton on the back of a Leafs jersey, nobody's going to assume it's Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I forgot oh, Ollie Jokinen played for the Leafs. Oh my god, yeah, I was Primo. so excited when they got him. Yeah, and then what, what did he play? A couple of games and he got hurt, or they traded him, or something. Or Beaner. What about a out. Wayne Primo jersey? Mike Commissarek. Was he? Did he play like one Leafs game or something? Or <laughs> try a <laughs> throwback to that? Uh... McGillney. Uh, is no, McGillney for sure. Oh, McGillney. Yeah, he, he needs to be in the uh, the Hall of Fame. All right, so let's close it off with predictions for Carolina. So we've already talked about who might or might not be in net. Um, but what do we think score-wise? This is going to be a tight one. 7 nothing. Keith, Keith needs is. to grow a pair. Hmm. I think this is like Keith a, a really a like to the wire 4-3 type of game. A 3-2 win for the Leafs. Yeah. They... Not that, I mean, not that that's a really bold take to make who need oh ballsy take by beaner okay 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 with morazic in net and him getting pulled and shalgren taking over in the second period i think that the score will be five to three for the leaps Nice. Okay. Okay. So Thursday will also be the final episode in a long time without our trusty co-host Sethi, who is finally done filming. Uh, and then we've got another week and then I will be off with him again, shooting a fun Christmas movie here in Ottawa. It's, uh, it's always fun. If you checked out feeling butterflies that I tweeted about, let me know. It was a cute one. <laughs> St. Patty's on Thursday. Oh, that too. Oh, and Survivor's on tomorrow night, on so it. Thursday of Sethi's on. We'll talk about that. If not, I'll just talk about it alone. I don't know if I told you guys, but did we talk about it on the yeah. air about the people from Whitby and Ajax, or was that off the air? It was, it was on. on the air. It was on? Okay. Yeah. There was another... Did, and the guy who threw his shoulder out, did I talk yes. about that? Ah, oh, man. 
Yeah, that, that got landed real quick to anyway. me assuming that you enjoyed pimple and cis popping videos, and that was true. Right, right. Yummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it did. And we're gonna. Uh, everyone's gonna lip sync for their lives in RuPaul. Yes. We watch so many things outside of the Leafs, guys. Like, if anybody's interested in things, we'll just add a five-minute what we're watching segment to the episode. It's that, like, 90s RuPaul song, you gotta work. Sashay. <laughs> yes. Shantae. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm clipping that and making that a soundbite on the That's board. That's why I whispered it. I don't know how the song goes, so you can roast me, uh, Drag Race fans. I just, I seen, I heard it one time. All right, <laughs> maybe don't I can do a calling oh, on Saturday. If, from if there's one thing we know Lakes. about hockey fans, there's a lot of Drag Race fans out. Going to the Oilers game weird, on Saturday. So I don't nice. know what the crossover is. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Now, now that now that Johnny's has mentioned that crossover, I can see him like just like bumping into like Colton Nora at like Cruising Tangos. Cruising <laughs> <laughs> <Cruise and> Tangos. <laughs> like, <laughs> on a list of things I never thought would happen. <laughs> the gay bar in Toronto, the drag race bar for people's context out I used there. To, <laughs> I used to live one street over from Carlson when he uh we played for the Sens. Apparently he was always out walking his dog, but I never saw him. Lame. You, anyway, know, but you know what though it's like uh, we, we make this tangent right we're talking about this tangent of like oh what is this crossover but like isn't like maple leaf gardens like a block away from a sex club like there's a lot yes. like <laughs> yes the, it's right beside the village the gay village in toronto it's within the nice. village actually and it's a loblaws you can yeah. get chicken there that's where all the gays get their food apparently now. Apparently, they at Center Ice. They when they first opened, I don't know if they still do this. They had can the, that's where they kept the tuna cans, so you could drop one at Center Ice. <laughs> nice. And there's an LCBO in there that? too. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's got to be. All right, we're rambling now. Good night, everybody. We'll be back uh, Thursday night. Fix the Love officiating, you. Gary. I feel like I haven't been on with an yeah, outro in forever. Pumping. What is this? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And follow Beaner's controversial Tumblr account. <laughs>